Everybody, welcome to another installment of Show to Be with Mike G, the show of life, the show of entrepreneurialism, being the father of three, the Weston, Austin, Seven Grand Whiskey Society, and Ireland. That's right, I am pleasured to bring this great chat with Jack Teeling, the founder and managing director of Teeling Whiskey, to you. He was recently in town to host a whiskey society class at Seven Grand Austin, talking about the small batch, the single grain, the single malt, and some older, delicious Irish whiskeys. We sit down and talk about how this all unfolded, his father's legacy in the Irish whiskey industry. He's a creative guy, very lovely, insightful, entrepreneurial gentleman. And so without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this great chat with Jack Teeling of Teeling Whiskey. I wouldn't force it on them. Um, I've worked with my father, and it does change your parental relationship. Really? Um, it doesn't, yeah, it becomes, you know, different. Um, and my wife would say that she would never want the daughters to, to get into the business with yeah. me because it would change the dynamic because um, um, you, you'll, you still have that father-son or father-daughter, um, but in a business environment, it just feels a bit strange. But no, look, that's a great point. Yeah. I never worked with my father, uh, although he's been because I owned a distillery too, and he invested some money, and so in a oh, sense, good. we got like some responsibility. Yeah, but, yeah. but I want to touch on that, right? Yeah. Working with your dad for a long time, it sounds like even at the age of twelve, you're tra- tracking stocks on a spreadsheet, if I read correctly, which is pretty astute. Makes you a savant of some sort. Oh no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> no, it's just like maybe it was I was made to it, but no, it yeah. was it was uh, you know he wanted to develop a business awareness in us at an early age. Yeah. Um, um, because that, you know, was, was very good for him, and he was the first in his family ever to go to university. He put a huge emphasis on education, yeah. um, and uh, you know, wanted us to feel engaged what he what he was doing. So, so even from an early age, we were exposed to the whiskey industry. We were exposed to the other industries that he was involved in, yeah. and you know, it helped. I suppose get me to where I am now. Right. Well, it doesn't hurt, right? No. I mean, no, definitely. It, as we both know, the longer you're around, the more contacts you build. Your network improves, and actually taking advantage in a positive ethical way of those connections you make is part of success, is it not? Uh, totally. You know, like, you know, for, from going from my time in Cooley um, and probably getting way too much responsibility at an early age, um, um, but I developed my network. And I suppose um, uh, once I set up the Teeling Whiskey Company in 2012, um, one, they believed in me and I suppose uh, our family and that yeah. we we're going to do it well and do it the right way. Um, but also I could reach out to them and, and form relationships again very quickly with distributors all over the world. So, so even in the first year, we were exporting to 15 different countries yeah. and now we're in 60 different countries. That's incredible. Um, and again, it's, it's from those relationships you cultivate over a, you know, a long period of time. Yeah. So when you think about, n- neither of my parents went to university actually, and I was the first in, in a long time. And so I felt kind of I carried this flag for the family in a sense. But your father being very successful 
a self-made man in a sense, entrepreneur. Did you ever feel like, fuck, man, I'd rather just go kind of follow a talk, like a rock band around the world oh, a little bit? Oh, God, I should have. <laughs> uh, because I remember um, I was in my final year of high school or, or, or secondary school, as we call it in Ireland, and I was saying, oh, I'm thinking about doing business. And uh, I was a friend of my father who was there, and he's a very straight shooter. He goes, are you freaking mad? Uh, you know, you're going to have a, a shadow um, that's going to follow you around the place all the time. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, I didn't, didn't believe it. But yeah. Ireland's so small. Um, my father was a lecturer in, in, in University College Dublin. Oh, so he was? Yeah. Where so, you went, right? So I went yeah. and, uh, you know, so he, he lectured a lot of people. And he was a very good lecturer. Um, and uh, he connected with a lot of people and he inspired them to be entrepreneurs and other things themselves. Um, so everywhere I went, they were like, you know, I couldn't get away from Oh, man. Um, and look, even to this day, I still got to get away from like you know, as is yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. because he's been successful and he casts a long shadow. But it challenges you to be your own man. Right. Um, um, you can either accept it or you know say, well, okay, he's done well. Forge your own future That's and right. do something unique yourself. And I'm lucky enough. I was I was given the opportunity in 2012 to be able to do it. That's amazing. It's kind of strange. It's a stark contrast here in the states where our president actually just ran the. He rode the coattails of his father. You know? Yeah, well, you know, it's, I, like, I, I said I'd never work with my father or yeah. for my father, but uh, I, was, I was coming back from Australia. I haven't worked there for a year and in a very good frame of mind because I traveled for three or four months. Yeah. And, you know, I was really, really uh, in a good place. And he offered me to come in for work for a short while. Um, and I remember my then girlfriend, now wife, she was like, what are you doing? You're crazy. And I said, no, no, it'll be grand. I'll learn something. And I went in. And I was like, what am I doing? Oh, no. But it, it, it got me deeper involved in the whiskey industry. and. Sure. You know, I saw, you know, uh, how it meant to have something that you can touch and feel. It's tangible. Yeah. Um, that was uniquely Irish, that had this massive opportunity. Um, and I felt I could add a distinctive advantage. So I always, like, I, I wouldn't work there unless I thought I could add value right. and bring a different perspective into it. And, uh, uh, you know, I made a decision um, 2001, 2002, I was going to give it a go. Right. Um, but I still had to pull up with my dad for, <laughs> for, for nearly 10 years after that. Uh, but I learned a lot. I mean, you learn a lot by osmosis. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I really, it was an entrepreneurial culture in there uh, that, you know, made me very comfortable taking on risks. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, gave me belief in my own decision-making process. The one thing he always said to me was, uh, as a leader, as a manager, as whatever, yeah. people come to you from decisions and make decisions. That's right. Don't certificate don't just use all the available information and make decisions right. and it's to this day i will always make a decision doesn't mean if it's the right decision it doesn't or matter the wrong decision we're moving forward you have to right and i had this conversation just early this morning it was a little bit less capacity a little bit less important but the guys that say they're going to do things to me doing it's saying you're going to do it multiple times and never doing it is a hundred times worse than doing it and failing yeah right? i totally agree you have to move totally forward agree. no matter what i totally agree and and uh the one thing i take pride in what I suppose has been instilled in me is do what you say. That's right. Um, um, you know, if you're going to do, if you say you're going to do it, just do it. And if you fail to get there, uh, people will still respect you and you'll learn a lot from the process. Sure. And that's, that's, that's very much American way. Um, um, it's, Ireland is not necessarily like that. They don't, let's say, they remember failure, yeah. but it's changing. The culture is changing and it is becoming a much more entrepreneurial, much more Americanized type of business uh, environment, which is encouraging tech, yeah. Um, and distilleries and so forth to do and I think uh, the problem in Ireland was banks always remembered ah. so if you defaulted on anything that went with you the rest of your life but again that's evolving and changing right. because we've had the worst recession uh, probably nearly any of the world after Japan in Ireland for the, you know, from 2007 to 
probably around 2015 and we're right. coming out of it now and everything has changed yeah. for the good i hope yeah I, well the people are different too because I've, I've had the pleasure of talking to a few mates from from ireland that had lived there and grew up there now of course you know representing wonderful irish whiskey and they seem optimistic in a different way that they never did before yeah it's you know the younger people in ireland uh, compared to my parents generation are so confident yeah you know um and believe in their own ability Sure. and believe they can go anywhere in the world and actually, you know, succeed, um, which might, wasn't always the case. Right. Um, um, definitely weren't a confident nation um, um, for a long time. But, uh, you know, I do think it, we're so open. Yeah. We get so many influence from the, around the world. We have so many great, you know, companies who have come to Ireland and set up uh, for the European, Middle Eastern, African kind of operations. Yeah. Um, become much more cosmopolitan and it's been reflected in, in the, the youth of today um, and when we had that recession the one thing that left was human capital so they just said look there's nothing for me here I'm going and it was more their wow. choice rather than you know they decided it. Right. they didn't have to do it previously in the 60s and 70s there was a lot of emigration in Ireland but they had to do it so, so what we're actually finding now things are better they're coming back which is great that is um, and uh, they're you know as i said they're confident that they can go to london they go to la they can go to canada they can go to australia and actually succeed there as yeah. well um, which is which is which is great to see and you know our industry irish whiskey is such a let's say uh, uh phenomenal um and it has been for the last 20 years um, um and you know i think it's attracting this whole new generation of entrepreneurs yeah. or you know even passionate people to the industry who are actively going around the world promoting you know uniquely irish product that is so indigenous and will always survive globalization because you need, have to use irish air well, of course yeah. irish cereal, it's just like irish the dairy labor. the, yeah, the yeah. butter man i mean it best scones ever <laughs> seriously it, you know i've been around the world and, and they're amazing and there's yeah. just these things that you can feel and you can taste the pride in representing on a global scale where you come from yeah we don't we're too such a hodgepodge of personalities and influences and culture in the states there's no singular expression of what it's like to be american so that's great but at the same time imagine if we just had that thing that we were truly truly proud of singularly mm -hmm. it'd get, make it a little bit easier to understand what america is oh about. look definitely definitely and uh, one thing uh, just going back to us with irish whiskey is uh, as a nation um we've had a love and hate relationship with with irish whiskey in the mm -hmm. country uh, i remember when i first started uh Irish distillers had, I went to a presentation and they said, oh, we've done consumer research in Ireland on Irish whiskey yeah. and had all these per very negative connotations of marital abuse, alcoholism, all this kind of sure. crazy stuff. Well, that's, ter that's stereotypical stuff, right? Yeah, that's yeah. In the book, that's Joyce 50 years ago. Yeah, right? and, uh, you know, um, what we see now is that there's a younger, new generation discovering, enjoying, and, and taking pride yeah. in Irish whiskey. And, uh, you know, a little bit like how you go anywhere in Scotland, they'll be so proud of their local whiskey yeah um, um and a little bit like why irish people are so proud of guinness sure um and they were for a stage uh, magners or uh boomers but they're not so much anymore <laughs> um but you know they're really getting behind uh, uh irish whiskey and uh, you know one pride i get more than anything else is that teeling whiskeys our small batch is the fastest growing uh whiskey in a domestic market sure um and we're actually relevant to a new generation of whiskey drinkers You're in their own backyard. Absolutely, and before, because we absolutely have to dive into what I feel is, in your way, shifting paths and getting beyond the shadow of your father with these amazing barrel treatments and even the proof itself at 92 in most instances, right? But the one thing I was thinking about earlier as well, you are a young guy 
youngish, right? Yeah, well, I was young. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've you're aged, in the 40s now. I've, right? I've aged miserably over the last six years. But you still look young. <laughs> I don't know if it's the whiskey. It's man. the whiskey. Yeah, helps, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I say uh, Irish whiskey makes you look young. So I'll that's take right. it. So. <laughs> I did, that's why I was drinking it downstairs. Yeah. I have to get rid of all the gray hair all over my face. <laughs> Fucking Travis, right? But you've been lauded as an entrepreneur, one of the patron saints, not to go too far religiously, of Ireland, a man that's bringing Ireland to a global stage. You're here downstairs shaking hands, kissing babies, <laughs> right? I mean, this is, this is part of the role now. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. How do, how do you feel about what is really now this inherent responsibility that you have to be the face of Thielen? Yeah, I, I, I suppose it doesn't sit that well with me, really. I don't know. It's a funny thing. It's an Irish uh, thing. You're, we're very, uh, let's say, uh, modest. Um, um, so when people, like, as you say there, I'm right. like, God, is it really? I don't think so. You know, <laughs> You're um, just doing your thing, right? Yeah, just doing your thing. And in um, reality, what we're trying to do is there's so many fake brands yeah. and different things going on um, that we just want to prove that we're real and there's real people behind it. So, mm. so they see the bottle, they taste the whiskey, and they kind of go, oh, this could be some marketeer sat in office somewhere. And, yeah. um, uh, they came up with this concept, they're reviving an old brand, and you know they just threw a signature on it. Um, so I want to basically come to the markets and explain you know, the vision right. for why we're doing it and, 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 and you know, personalize the process that we've gone through to craft those whiskeys that we actually have, and uh, to, to understand why I put my, my name, name on, on the label. Yeah. So yeah, I... I I think I, I see a responsibility for the industry overall to evolve yeah. and change because um, we've been growing very, very fast for 20 years. A lot of, you know, it's all the heavy lifting's been done by one or two big brands. Yeah. A lot of people are coming into the category by those one or two big brands. But unless we evolve as an industry, we're going to lose them and they're going to go somewhere else because there's nowhere to go. There's no, like, you know, if you don't have a ladder and a whole range of breadth and choice of Irish whiskey with different flavors, um, you know, when people's palate evolves, as it does, and it happens a lot quicker now Absolutely, than before, yeah. they'll go to, you know, Japanese, they go to Scotch. Well, we got information unlike we've ever had before. Yeah. I can learn everything about anything at the touch of my hand, right? In the hand. So that, that really empowers consumers, it empowers the industry. But do you feel any, and I'll put it this way, we talk about philosophy and how you exist in the world in a sense. Are you always thinking about long-term or are you always in the moment? Or is it this nice mix of both where you really want to savor these moments, which are amazing that you're in Austin, Texas, going to present at seven grand time. I mean, this is a crazy thing. But also, strategy is part of your gig now. Yeah, no, it's, I, I suppose I'm always looking forward. No. Um, um, and, uh, you know, sometimes you just can't live in the moment, like, you know, because, like, it's so busy. Well, by the time we get to seven grand, it's probably the 12th presentation i've done over oh, the last man. three four days so uh, i'm looking to uh, forward to having a drink afterwards <laughs> <laughs> um, but no what I, it, it's amazing because you learn so much every time you come into a market and like you know um, um come to somewhere like austin and you see the opportunity yeah. and the interest and the response to your liquid it, it i was just saying downstairs to, to some of the guys from our wholesaler it just really encouraged me that we're doing the right thing and that you know um, um if we keep going the way we're going yeah. we'll get to where we want to go but you know I had a five-year plan uh, when I started <laughs> off. It was build a distillery, you know, get all the different things. Right. Now it's, it's the challenge is to re, re, let's say, set yeah. and go again. And, and, and really, how far do you want to push it? Like, how aggressive do you want to be for the next five years? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, there's going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, um, ups and downs all around the place. Um, but, you know, my wife always says, celebrate and enjoy 
what you've done yeah. um, um, rather than worrying about, you know, what's next. Absolutely. Which, which is a problem. I find sometimes very hard to celebrate success. What about reflect, self-reflection? Do you ever take those moments, just sit out on the porch, assuming you got a porch, and sip a dram or a beer or nothing at all and just think? Yeah, I do. But, you know, when I do now, I'm not like tapping myself on the back. I'm going like, you know, God, what can we do better? Sure. Uh, what's what's the next challenge? Yeah. Like, it's, it's so funny. I, I don't know if I got that from my father. It's this restlessness that always like, Okay, you've got that done. What's what, what's right. going next? And I find, you know, it's something that I have to get better at, especially for my staff, is to say, well, look, guys, we've done something amazing. Right. We've done something that we didn't think we could do, or we've done it quicker. And let's just take a time, stand back, reflect, and enjoy, yeah. celebrate, and then, and then. But I'm always going, and then move forward, like you know. So, right. but it's, but I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I don't know um, either. But it, it's it hard, makes, right? It makes me who I am. Yeah, I call it the treadmill effect. Okay, you run in 30 minutes on a treadmill. Maybe an incline, maybe not. But once you step off, the stationary nature of stepping on that floor makes you feel out of place. Yeah. So you get used to constantly yeah. moving forward, plotting, yeah. strategizing. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's good. I think it's things that all of us can kind of learn as we get older and we're really driven and ambitious. Take some time out. The kids, I imagine, they probably give you a nice kind of uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great, yeah. The weekends, I just try and just switch, switch off because you're literally daddy daycare. Because yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm lucky that um, uh, my wife could take some time to um, um, just look after the kids. Yeah. She's there and get herself ready to go back into the working world. Um, um, so I try and give her a bit of downtime at the weekends. Mm. But, you know, it's, they're at that age now where you're ballet and hockey and everything. But it's yeah. great. And, and they're, we're, I'm blessed. Yeah. They're good kids. And, uh, For now. For now, <laughs> I'm just not looking forward to when they get to 12 oh, or so. God. I've got the shotgun already. Oh, I'm putting man. up the barbed wire. There's no boys coming to my house. Yeah. <laughs> I want them to say daddy's girls for the rest of their life, but hey, that's just everything evolves, everything changes. It really does. All right, so we're here because whiskey is an incredible thing. We're here because you are at the helm of an amazing distillery. An interesting notion, a lame brain one at yeah. times, right? To have to generate the cash to oh. build a boiler, oh. have three pot stills, is it? Three pastels, yeah. Yeah, so you you got to do everything from scratch, which I'm, I'm sure you learned so much working with your father. That's how it goes. But yeah. here's the thing. Irish whiskey has an interesting reputation as something that is slightly neutered, not necessarily innovative, not necessarily bold. Delicious, yes. But you managed to create something with the single malt, the small batch and the single grain, right? And each one of them is exciting to taste. It's a higher proof. It's you, in a way, saying, fucking right, I'm going to do this how I want to do it, yep. and I'm going to raise the flag how I want to raise yep. it, right? How do you feel now about leaving a mark in the category of Irish whiskey with these amazing configurations and barrel treatments that you've got? Yeah, so when we set up the company and I was looking at the range of different whiskeys, the one thing I wanted to do from, from day one was nothing to do with packaging, nothing to do with else. It was that the liquid was unique yeah. and was very different and stood out for the right reasons so that you could put Irish whiskey on the tables and you know that's healing because yeah. everything else just tastes the same that's right yeah. you know and you know I worked in Cooley and we produced hundreds of different expressions and they all failed you know because they're all basically little variations of the same thing so right. the taste didn't evolve so you know no matter how much money you throw at marketing or how fancy your bottle is you know if you don't lead with that liquid and, and find a unique density and that reflects what you're trying to be mm. and what your 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 company or your brand stands for. You know, you're not going anywhere. 
Yeah. Um, and, and that's something that I'm a firm believer in. And I try and tell every new entrant looking at the category that you have to focus on that you know, unique liquid so that you're adding to the category, you're not taking away. Um, and you're right, Irish whiskey is, is not as dynamic and hasn't been as dynamic um, just because there hasn't been as much competition. There hasn't been that many distilleries. Right. Um, but it gave me a great opportunity to, to look at other categories um, and say, well, what do I like about that? What whiskeys do I like? What do they do? And can I apply that to Irish whiskey? Yeah. And I did. And, uh, you know, there are whiskeys that I like and I enjoy and I like drinking. That was the first thing. <laughs> I was, me, Alex, um, 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 were, you know, the initial focus group to actually say, well, look, let's just make things that we like to drink. Sure. And if we like it, I'm, hope, I'm pretty sure other people will enjoy it as yeah. well. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we, we came at it from that angle and we're lucky um, that we've created the Teeling Trinity of very unique expressions yeah. that people enjoy um, and, uh, you know, are fulfilling a role in the evolution of Irish whiskey. And I also got to try the older, I can't recall if it was a 22 or a 23 year old. 24. 24. <laughs> See, I'm just living in the past. Yeah. Like, that's, how, that's how it goes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like, I don't want to acknowledge I'm older at this yeah. moment than I was before we first sat down. But it was an astonishing reflection of that whiskey. So mm -hmm. turn finish, right? So turn. So turn, yeah. And uh, I can I can believe it. I've actually never had a spirit, whether I'm taking credit for sipping thousands of spirits or not, but I've never had a spirit that quite felt that way. Mm -hmm. And this kind of project, this kind of way to innovate, how do you feel about being able to do stuff like that as one-off? Oh, look, it's, it's, the problem is I'm like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> like, I was like, you don't know how many like different things we have going on. We've got like some crazy stuff going on. But you know, the, the Sauternes and White Burgundy cast, like, that was a, a throwaway comment that uh, Bill Lumsden from Glamourangie yeah. It was over in Cooley and was looking, you know, production guys talking to production guys. He goes, you know, white wine and particularly these much deeper flavored white ones will work perfectly with Irish whiskey. Sure. I was like, hmm, interesting. Plants, <laughs> seed planted. Yeah. Um, and the first, let's say, set of casts that I bought uh, when I set up Teen Whiskey Company was Sauter and White Burgundy because, uh, you know, I wanted to see was it true or not. Right. And truth be told, they worked out. It's well, amazing. So. It's crazy how dry it is in the front of palate mm -hmm. to go a little technical. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like getting an elbow in the face because you think it's going to be really thick and unctuous. Yeah. But it's not until you swallow it. Mm -hmm. And then it just goes, lofts over you. The it's depth flavor. And, and, and the worry with Sauternes is that it can be so over sickly sweet. Ah, yeah. um, but the underlying whiskey, and again, we're blessed. We have some of the oldest Irish whiskeys um, um, in our warehouses. And that was the family cast that, that me and Stephen had when we we were in Cooley that we could bring across them. But the founding blocks of the company, and yeah. um, we're slowly but surely, you know, um, releasing them um, to hopefully have a halo effect to everything that we're doing. Yeah. So look, I gotta say we're just lucky, um, but we're treating with absolute respect. Uh, a little bit like our whole ethos of being respectful to the past, but sure. confident to do things in a more modern way. Um, and uh, you know that whiskey that was 21 at the time we put it into. The Sauternes cast, it needed that mm. um, um, because it was robust and it was one-dimensional. Mm. So that Sauternes depth of fruit flavors really just worked so well yeah. to bounce off that little hint of smoke that was there. Where did you, most of the guys that have a background in commerce and a background <laughs> in finance and degrees accordingly, yep. they don't have a palate. I'm going to say it, man. They don't. They're business guys. To, to your point, we talked about earlier, people, well, here's this, Brad has a great idea for a brand. Like, yeah, fuck off, right? Jog on. Like, who, who cares? But you 
do have a good palate. You're crafting stuff and working with guys. This stuff tastes good. Well, Where does that come from? I, I, like, I, I don't think I would be in the industry if I didn't like whiskey. Like, yeah. you know, I don't think you can be passionate about whiskey unless you enjoy it. Yeah. You know, you enjoy all aspects. Like, I enjoy Irish whiskey. I enjoy Scotch whiskey. I, li- I just like whiskey. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I suppose um, it's it, it's evolved over time. Like, you know, I suppose I I, I would have in, imbibed with, with whiskey from an early age because it was all over my house. <laughs> uh, I had good and bad experiences. Sure. Uh, I had to take a while to 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 appreciate how to drink it. Yeah. And I th- I think it's when you're so close and you understand the amount of effort that goes into it that you drink it in a respectful way so you don't drink it like it's a beer or wine mm-hmm. and the people who, who can't enjoy whiskey drink it too fast you know what i mean you're absolutely different right. ways you gotta to revere it. it yeah because it's people it's a place it's time it's so much that goes into it yeah. you know and that's it's like an old novel exactly and 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 if you appreciate that then you you you, you drink it with a similar respect and sure. and i i've probably been doing it for quite some time um so it's it's just palate evolves yeah. but i do it because i like it um, oh, and I enjoy it. It's a great um, reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and oh, people always uh, and I don't know if you know or not, but my father didn't drink. I didn't uh, know that. No. Yeah. So so me and my brother made up for himself. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you and felt like you had a duty to this world. Yeah. He he came out from a business perspective. Sure. So he saw a business opportunity and he ran it like a business. Um, and I looked at it from more of uh, of a liquid and uh, and art. Uh, yeah. So the brand, what the brand stands for. Um, what the liquid stands for um, um, so it's not just about just throwing something into a bottle and putting it up on the shelf it's about you know creating something that is uniquely yeah. identifiable with teeling and all things teeling and because my name's on it I you know it's, it's an added responsibility That's or pressure right. to ensure that every bottle is reflective of what we want to achieve so out of all the kind of interesting experiments the holy trinity of the three the base models if you will yeah what is the strangest thing you've got in your head that you would like to concoct or have concocted? Oh, well, we've got a couple of, couple of irons in the fire. Yeah. Um, what's, what's, what's unique about Irish whiskey and the rules and regulations, it says you have to use wood barrels right. to age, not oak, wood. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have some projects at the moment that have some blossoming trees uh, or woods, uh, so cherry wood, acacia. And I think the most weird one is Brazilian hardwoods. Oh. Uh, which is uh, has to be farmed in a sustainable way because it's literally like you know uh, rainforest, yeah, right. you know uh, trees. Um, um, but it just does something wacky. I mean wacky. I like it's that, only yeah. been in there for six months, and it's just we have to take it out because it's way too active. <laughs> and it's, so we're gonna release some very interesting woods, kind of uh, um, virgin wood kind yeah. of expressions and all that kind of stuff like that. What else do we have? We've got in terms of our new distillate. Um, we're having a lot of fun with that as oh, well. Okay, yeah. So we're going on to rye uh, in April, and we're going to do some crystallized rye in, in the mash bill. I'm very interested to see wow. how that tastes. Um, we have done some um, heavily peated. We have um, some crystal malt, some old Dublin porter recipes, and all that kind of stuff. So, so we're we're trying to play with all the variables we can play with. Yeah. Um, and we have I just tasted some amazing muscatel, and there was a I think it's called a purple muscat. Um, which was brought to me, and it's it's so different and weird wow. that I can't wait to fill fill those barrels with, 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 with whiskey and see what happens. I mean, all this stuff is really really exciting, you know. And I've got I've got a few more questions with you. The thing that kind of interests me about the way your mind works: where do you get some of this artistic inspiration from? Because it seems like you get the wheels turning, but not in a not 
not in dollars and cents way. You well, know no, I mean? like, it's you know, it's to me is if you create a good whiskey, you can sell it. Like, yeah. You know, it's simple stuff. So like we probably have too many projects going on now. So it's like it's like oh, hold back. Like you know, and you know, people ask me why why are you doing nice? I can't even remember why we picked those cars. You know where they are. Yeah. So but you know, as I said, if you get good barrels, mm. good barrels that have good spirit or good wine in it beforehand, and you put a good whiskey or good spirit in, you're yeah. guaranteed tea, guaranteed to get something interesting that someone will enjoy out of yeah. it. Like I was saying to a gentleman downstairs, uh, I was offered uh, an Aquavis cask yeah oh wow. uh, exactly and i was like i'm not going that's not gonna work like you know he goes oh look you know good yeah you know? i said like you know i'll give you one for free so okay definitely there you go so yeah, we put yeah. it in um and you know what it really was interesting and unique. Fairway would be really interesting exactly yeah, this, yeah. And it, but it didn't overpower and that was the thing i was i thought it might be too uh flavorsome and dominate yeah. but it really brought it was balanced and we we managed to uh sell it into finland oh, um to they have a monopoly it's like you know the plcb yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they had a special single cast bottling of teeling whiskey for the hundredth anniversary of the Finnish that's independence. Cool. So, so you can always that do something so with cool. it. So yeah. that's what I mean. I can see, I can see the wheels turning in the head. You, your eyes light up because you're so excited. You're so inspired by this ability to craft things. I, I love making things. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. So like you know, it's, if I if I couldn't, if I was involved in anything that couldn't create something new and interesting, I just yeah. couldn't do. It. I'm, like if, I'll be honest with you, if I've only stuck with one brand, and that's all I could do. Yeah. I don't. I I think I get so bored. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. It's like I'll write a metal record, and then but I really want to write a reggae record. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, just <laughs> yeah. why not? Exactly. Gender or excuse me, genre bit. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Exactly. Well, so I got two questions left. For okay. You. The next one is, and you know, this is you've got your amazing class this evening at Seven Grand. Looking forward. I'll see you there and want to cool. learn more about this thing and sip along with you. Yeah. It's like playing. You know, I mean, that's kind of the coolest part. Do you know what the, the weirdest thing about that is? My niece. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know she'd moved from San Francisco to uh, Austin, Are and she's coming me? tonight as well. No way! <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. I know, I know, it's crazy. And she was like, "Why didn't you tell me?" I said, I "Didn't know you lived in Austin." So <laughs> she picked it up she on there. She thinks you're a terrible. Like, she thinks I'm an awful yeah. like uncle, like yeah. you know. So <laughs> God, like you know, because my wife's eldest sister emigrated to uh, Tennessee uh, oh, wow. many years ago, and so her her daughter is in her mid to late twenties. Um, so amazing! Anyway. That, is, yeah. that is amazing. It is serendipitous, man. It's crazy. <laughs> So let's say you're sipping the 24, okay? Mm -hmm. You're anywhere in the world, doesn't matter where, and you can have a conversation and a dram with anybody, living or deceased. Who would you love just to sit there, pick their brain, and have a great conversation? Jeez, with? Oh, that is crazy. And it, go, it changes too for me, right? Like there's yeah. no single answer, but just in this moment, how you're feeling. Yeah, do you know, like, like I wish I'd give a very intelligent pick, someone who was <laughs> highly influential uh, and so so forth, but the person who jumped into my, my, my mind was my granddad. Yeah. Um, and that I didn't get to spend enough time with him, especially when I was a grown-up, to be able to uh, um, sit down and actually have a grown-up conversation and learn more about who he is because who he is has made me who I am. Yeah. Um, um, and that's, that's, no, that's I don't a, know what it is. That that's just a stuck, lovely answer, It just stuck in my head. Me so. too. I never got to drink yeah. with my grandfather. He passed when I was quite young, but he was a Scotchman. <laughs> don't hold <laughs> it against him. Right? No, no, I won't hold it against him. I would never do it with our Celtic neighbors. So. <laughs> United in some sense. Of some sense, sure. yeah. Well, so the last question, because I can't, we, you know, we talked about your daughters, if, if ever they inherit this amazing fortune of, Distilling equipment, right? <laughs> and mostly pumps. It's probably like all pumps and barrels lots of, and lots tubes. Of lots of pumps and valves and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. But for you, what is, when you're older and you're retired, what are you doing then? 
how do you think your life will be then? Yeah, it's, I think once you turn 40, which I I have over a year or and whatever it is, a half ago now, um, you do kind of start thinking in yeah. a different way. Like you're in your 30s, you're like, hey, I can do whatever, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life, blah, 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 and all that right. kind of stuff like that. You do get a little bit more reflective. I'm still like young, like you sure, know, still yeah. like a lot of working life ahead of me. Um, I hope I've left uh, a, a, a distinguishable mark on Irish whiskey and, and helped get the category to where I believe it needs to be yeah. and and can be used as, uh, let's say, um, um, so I wouldn't say inspiration, but you know, prove that if you do it the right way, mm -hmm. there's room for everyone um, within the category and all the new entrants that are coming into it. What will I personally be doing? I, you know, I'll, I'll definitely be doing I can't not work, I yeah. cannot do, can't stop making things. Right. Um, 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 I Hopefully I will be uh, doing that on Irish whiskey um, and uh, you know, hopefully the Ting Whiskey Company has evolved into a way that, um, um, you know, um, we have a range of unique products and continue to excite and, uh, you know, celebrate everything that's good about sure. Irish whiskey. So. And uh, some Super Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, like, that's amazing. I, 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 the, the, the bad thing about having girls is they don't seem to be that into computer games or anything like that. Wouldn't yeah. it be great to have a boy and I could be playing like your know, Mario like Kart? Contra, man. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know, it could have been anything, but uh, um, you know, as you said, it's 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 not so bad. Supposedly, girls look after their father, but uh, good. Well, 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 you're well. You're rest assured. Or you so they say. We'll wait and see. Like, you know, so. <laughs> well, Jack, it's been. Just excellent, man, talking to you and sitting down talking about life. And can't wait to see what you've got cooked up for this evening at 7 no grand. And we're going to sip some drams. We have to. Of course. That, that's, that's what's that's right. That's it's, a it's a Friday evening. Friday. Yeah, of course. It's been a long week. Yeah, well, I know. <laughs> well, we'll catch up later, and I can't wait to see what you're up to next. Great. Thanks Thank a lot. You. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, St. Patrick's Day just yesterday, also South by Southwest 2018 concluding. You know, March is a really interesting month. Spring kind of marches in you feel this kind of breath of newness creativity innovation and honestly the tealing whiskey with those different kinds of barrel treatments using a higher proof blending jack's innovative creative mind it's disruptive it's beautiful and it's bringing irish whiskey to a place at the forefront of spirits enthusiasm for a long time irish whiskey perhaps some might call dull and tealing whiskey does everything in the opposite it is disruptive it's reactive and it's bringing some amazing combinations and concoctions to the spirits industry. So Jack, thanks so much for chatting with me. It was really great getting to know you, getting to understand your story and talking about entrepreneurialism and your father and all this great stuff. So Neve at Teeling Whiskey, thank you again for being such a mate for the show and helping me out to arrange such a great interview. And thanks everybody for listening to Show to V with Mike G. No matter how many new cupcakes baking shows there are on Netflix, or if you're thinking, man, I don't know when the next time I'm going to get out of the country is, please keep dancing.